welcome back, bitches. <laughs> you thought we were gone, but no, we're just taking a little bit of a break because life got in the way. Life gets in the way, and there was travels, there was sickness, mm-hmm. there was love, there was loss. The highs and lows of life. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I actually want to start off this episode with doing a oracle card reading for our listeners Um, oh for for the collective (laughs) for the channel's collective (laughs) is that what you're saying (laughs) so if you are hearing this maybe this is meant for you but always use discernment in, in recognizing what is meant for you and what is not and if it doesn't resonate there's no why do I know the whole script? <laughs> if it doesn't resonate, that's no, like... <laughs> something, that's something. Not, yeah, like, that's not, uh, like, there's no nothing wrong with that. Uh, you can just scroll through <laughs> to the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. This is for y'all. Okay, let's see what we got here. I'm using the Morning Calm Oracle Card deck um it's like a korean oracle card deck for all my korean baddies out there (laughs) and also for my non-korean baddies (laughs) this message is still for you (laughs) um okay we've got a we got a classic one here so the card that we received was surrender oh jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) um ain't that ain't that just it you know Mm -hmm. Um, wow. I feel like, honestly, I feel like every season of my life, I feel like I know what surrender means, and then I get to the next season, and then I learn a new flavor. (laughs) (laughs) I learn a new flavor of surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just surrender all the way down or something, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so that's your message for today. Um, like, comment, subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Give me, say, surrender in the comments if you resonate with this image. (laughs) Like to claim. If you don't like, then you you cannot be claimed. (laughs) (laughs) But do leave us an Apple review, because actually, I think we've actually gotten, like, a written one. Yeah, we keep forgetting to ask for Apple reviews, but... Yeah, fucking review us hoes. <laughs> <laughs> we got our first one star review recently. Uh, um, I didn't remember that. That made me feel really good, actually. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like I really want to have haters. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just, I, I feel like I don't know. Like I feel like having haters is like. I mean, obviously, I don't mean it in, like, a really big way, but, like, I feel like having a few haters is kind of cool, because it just, like, means that, like, you matter enough that people Mm. would, like, care to hate you, you know? And it also means that you're doing something that isn't just, like, Mm. pleasing people, like, pleasing everyone. Yeah, exactly. You're actually trying to say something mm -hmm. in some type of way, rather than just, like... I don't know, generalized to the masses yeah. or whatever. No, I literally remember seeing that one ad for Netflix's, like, I can't remember what was the show, but you, you know, like, the reality show, but uh, with, like, a bunch of influences, influencers on it or something like that? Like, it was, like, a hype. It was, like, hype something. I don't know. Hype house? I, no, but that wasn't on Netflix, though, right? So maybe yeah, I was on Netflix. Oh, okay, then I guess it's hype house then. Uh, but, like, I saw, like, that one like preview ad for it and it was just this one influencer person saying like my biggest fear is being cancelled but also my biggest fear is not being cancelled yeah (laughs) I mean people aren't talking about you then yeah you're irrelevant (laughs) and like not that that's the healthiest approach to life but also there's some truth and wisdom to that you know what I mean there's a lot of wisdom to that Mm -hmm. um well yeah welcome back there's We don't really have a um, topic for today. Um, We're going to kind of just, like, see where the pod takes us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been, like, a month or so, so a lot of has happened um, Mm -hmm. in our personal lives, and 
a lot of thoughts, ruminations, if you will, um, mm-hmm. have been floating around that I kind of want to talk about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just recovered from Strappy. <laughs> um, it was, I don't know, it was a journey. I feel like I haven't been that sick in, like, I don't know how long. Do you think it was even worse than COVID when you got COVID? It was... Yeah, it was worse than COVID, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was worse yeah. than COVID. I just, like, I literally felt like I was on my deathbed. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> okay, I didn't literally feel like I was on my deathbed. But, like, there's just something so humbling of just, like, lying down on a couch mm. and just in the fetal position shaking because <laughs> you are having such extreme chills mm. from a fever and then mm. facetiming your friend who is out living their life because you cannot get yourself off of the couch because you're so ill mm. um but yeah Shelly was a really big help throughout all of it um I couldn't have gotten through strep without her <laughs> um um mm. And, yeah, it really sucked because I just felt like, basically, I'm going to say this without, mm, actually, yes, I am going to say this. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like, okay, one thing about me is I feel like when I started dating people, um, I really like to just dive in deep and really give my all to it you know Mm -hmm. and it's just been feeling like so much with the people that i've been dating this summer that like there just always seems to be like all of these external obstacles kind of coming in you know that it kind of like forced me to slow down and forced me to not just like run into the flames you know um and so it's been interesting um because like i don't know it's just been interesting um Because I feel like sometimes, like, you have to, like, learn your own lessons in terms Mm. of, like, um, you know, being able to, like, uh, be like, oh, moving really fast with this person was kind of not really good for me, so maybe I should not do that. But sometimes the world just (laughs) (laughs) teaches you the lesson itself, (laughs) I don't know, or, like, forces it upon you. Mm. Um... (laughs) But, I don't know. Not that diving in deep into love is a bad thing in any way. I just think it was more just, like, I feel like where I'm at. Yeah, Personally, yeah. at this, like, stage of my life. Like, I feel like it is very much about me right now. And so I feel like as much as I was, like, I really want to get lost in someone mm. else's sauce. Um, that was that sounded gross. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The figurative sauce. Yeah, yeah. Um... As much as I want to get lost in someone else's sauce, like, I am really being forced not to be lost Mm. in said sauce. (laughs) I'm being forced out of the sauce. (laughs) Forcibly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so it's just been interesting. Um, And it's also really interesting because I remember in the beginning of summer, I was like, let me do a little love life reading Mm. or something like that. And then I got the lovers and then the hermit. Which is, it was, so it's just, like, a very yeah. interesting vibe because it's just, like... Such polar opposite. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like it was very much just, like, you know, like, they were kind of just, like, saying, like, oh, there's going to be lovers and stuff and, like, that, you know, moments of connection. But ultimately, yeah, like, you can't get lost in the sauce. Ultimately, it's going to be you, and that's that's mm-hmm. it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's been interesting. And Shelly was in London. <laughs> Yes, I was. Um, okay, I don't know why I'm getting, like, anxious for you for, like, uh, uh, disclosing personal life stuff in the pod. I don't know oh why. Oh, my God, why? I just, like, have such an anxiety about, like, talking about my personal life in... On the pod? Uh, on the pod, but any other, like, public thing. It's just such a Scorpio moon thing. And even though I'm like, oh, right. like, Ty's just doing it, I'm just like, okay, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the anxiety is just coursing through my veins. <laughs> oh my god, you're so funny. <laughs> no, I literally, like, I have this thing where, like, I I hate, like, I was, like, literally journaling this up the other day where I was like, I just hate people, like, knowing the context behind my actions. 
<laughs> like that was like a sentence that I wrote down because I think I don't like I think this it's like a thing where I don't know why because there's literally nothing wrong with this but again that's why it's like irrational and it's just like a scorpion moon thing but like I feel like I don't like the idea of like someone being able to like piece together something about me without me telling them like you know when like you have like a friend and they maybe tell you some part of like something that's going on but then you hear about something uh, like like a different perspective on that situation like from someone else or something like that and then you like piece together something that like um maybe the friend didn't disclose or like or just like just some kind of like third person view of it or something like that like that is just I don't like that idea <laughs> I don't yeah even though it's like oftentimes just harmless <laughs> yeah like, that's fair no I feel like yeah I don't know sometimes I feel really secretive and other times I feel so reckless I'm like I want everything to know everything to be out there yeah but same. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know maybe I'll cut it <laughs> I just like um the only thing that I feel like I wouldn't want is for like one of the people to like listen to the one of the people I'm dating yeah. to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, which I don't think that they will. But also... Well, you also never know. I really never know. Also, it's, like, I feel like... It's just, like, if you're not listening to the podcast of the person that you're seeing or have a crush on, like, what are you doing? You, that's my... That's my That's That but. is really true. <laughs> because, like, yeah, like, if I was dating someone and they had a podcast, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I literally, like, <laughs> want to know what's going on in mm-hmm. people I'm dating's head, like yeah, or you, or you would want to like take free. advantage of some uh, somehow, like just like find out their interests, like find out like yeah. where they go, where they spend their time, like their hobbies and what they like. I don't know their favorite foods or like you know like things like that. Yeah, just like any. That's so true. Um, okay. I'm going to put in a little thing here just in case I decide to cut it so it doesn't seem as like mm-hmm. cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> if this sounds weird, we just cut a bit because I didn't want to disclose personal information. And if we kept it in, um, hi again. <laughs> <laughs> cut to. Okay. Love that let's, for me. <laughs> let's resume. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, I... I was in London um, for, like, around eight days. It was supposed to be, like, a ten-day trip. It got shortened because Chidi, my cat, right. also got missing. Um, like, And I was and, home alone. Yeah, and Ty was home alone cat-sitting my cat because our other roommates were also in New York at the same time. And then um, Ty was freaking out, obviously. And then also just, like, not being able to have a lot of like friends like help around because our roommates were gone and also like a couple of my friends were also gone to help um that it's just it was just too much and i think like intuitively i really knew that she was okay like i felt like very calm throughout it and i was just Mm -hmm. like there's no way that my body would be reacting like this if there was something actually serious going on Mm -hmm. and i think like i really felt like um really felt like um even as i was booking the flight to like return earlier like i was like i just feel like like i'm gonna land in canada and then just like she would have been found or like she would be there or something like that um my cat and then is and then that's literally what happened because i um i couldn't get a direct flight so i did like a flight to toronto and then back to uh, to montreal again and like in between the time um, of like the Toronto to Montreal flight um, when I was like literally I think yeah I literally landed in Toronto at like 8.30pm and but the plane like they weren't letting us like um, get off the plane yet or something um, and so I was still inside the airplane and then like Ty called me and was like Chidi is found and I was like oh my god thank god I kind of knew that would happen <laughs> but yeah so that was really nice because then I um, when I got on my plane to Montreal, I felt very calm and nice and happy. Um, yeah, the circumstances yeah. around the thing was just like so insane. Like to the right now, like I still don't know how she got out. Really, slash. I think we have like a pretty clear idea. I feel like cats just like jump. 
Okay, I don't know. I just, like, still don't believe how like, she could get out of Lee's balcony. I, like, honestly, like, yeah, I know the cats are very agile, but I'm just, like, I literally was just looking down. I was like, that's just fucked up. Well, I think, like, what I thought was, like, that, um, from our, like, third, f- we're on the third floor, so then it was, uh, Chidi got out of the, um, balcony off our place um which doesn't lead to any like staircase or anything so i think that's why it doesn't look like she could do it but i think it was like she technically could somehow jump off of the third floor balcony to the second floor balcony somehow or like to the staircase leading down to the first floor i feel like this is i feel like they can literally just land on there like even yeah, if she can't i jump feel like the whole i two, could not believe it until two, three, i see floors. it honestly <laughs> it was that was like it was a gnarly jump but yeah anyways um yeah so it was just like really stressful and i had uh, my discussion group who i've been working with um throughout this whole summer who i do want to talk about a little bit in mm-hmm. this episode um we had a presentation um, at this book fair thing, and it was just, like, that weekend that she went missing, and it was, mm. like, literally almost 40 degrees, and so I was mm. just, like, rushing around, like, trying to finish stuff for this presentation while, like, putting up, like, missing cat posters, and, like, it was just, like, pure chaos. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and Chidi was found underneath our Portuguese neighbor's porch. Um, <laughs> shout out them. Yeah. And Actually, shout out all of our neighbors and shout also out, yeah, all the of neighbors, our friends who helped. And yeah, everyone our who, like, really the came together for the missing cat and stuff and, like, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, our neighbors really came together in a big way. It was actually, like, really nice because mm. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't talked to any of you guys. <laughs> you guys are actually so nice. Nice. But, um... There's this one particular person, um, this one neighbor that I literally was like, oh my god, literally Chidi's guardian angel. Like, <laughs> I literally feel like we, like, I could not have found Chidi without them. Um, but yeah, because he was just like, he he was like, oh, I like, um, I'm smoking on my balcony all the time, so I always like see things that happen on the street. And he saw us like looking around, he came mm. down and was like, um, Oh my god, I saw Chidi get into, like, a fight with another cat and then run across the street. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, like, helped us look initially, and we were, like, looking in the bushes where he mm-hmm. we thought Chidi ran to, and we couldn't find her. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, okay, I'll just, like, keep an eye out. And then that evening, um, I went searching for Chidi again, um, and then he saw me searching for her, and then he came out with a flashlight, <laughs> um... And he gave me a flashlight to to look for her, and with that flashlight, <laughs> I found her underneath um, a neighbor's porch, and it was just like I was so shook. Like I literally, because <laughs> it was so hot too. So I, you know, like I felt fucking delirious. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. like feverish, and when I saw her, I was like, "Is this real?" Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Chitty." Um, but yeah, and then we brought her home, and she was so thirsty. She drank out of the water bowl, <laughs> the toilet bowl. Yeah. Um, she was safe and sound. She was so happy to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she was. And her sister Earl Grey, who is sleeping so peacefully on this balcony, um, did not give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> that her poor, her poor sister was missing. <laughs> and in fact hissed at her sister <laughs> when she came home yeah because i guess cats cats are so stupid man like the, just the fact that they can like visibly see this cat that looks exactly the same as their sister but then be like oh but the smell is different so like i'm gonna hiss at you like yeah. just like does that make sense at all <laughs> it was interesting um it's so funny cats are so silly man but you know but yeah um, yeah, and you want to talk about London a little bit? Um, yeah, I think, um, well, I went to see my long-distance best friend, um, for, like, yeah, 10 days, initially, it was supposed to be 10 days, um, and I think it was just really interesting, because I think, I don't know, I used to have so much, like, fantasies about, I guess, like, European cities in general, but specifically, like, I guess, um, for London, like, I really, um, 
like I don't know how specifically, but the fantasies just kind of disappeared the past few years, even though、mm-hmm. I, ne- I had never like visited it.、Um, because I think at some point I just kind of realized like, well, cities are just cities, and like they just have like you know. Buses and a lot of cars and like malls and like <laughs> cafes and restaurants and bars and、um, maybe they look different a little little bit to each other but not a whole lot and they're just kind of dirty and like、um, people it's just like a huge crowd and things like that it's just you know not the most impressing thing、um, but then. Yeah, and then I went, and it was exactly kind of that, and、um, I think, but also then more expensive than <laughs> any other city that I've ever visited. I feel like,、um, so I think it was interesting because I also did apply to、um, universities in London when I was in high school,、oh, um, and I did get into a couple of them, or I, I applied to two, and I did get into both of them, but I it was just like. You know, like immigration law things, and also like international tuition was a lot more expensive there, and also plus like cost of living, obviously.、Um, mm-hmm. So that I like chose not to go, and I think like, yeah, it definitely was kind of not that like visiting a city for like ten days is equal to like living there, but I feel like it was just kind of like a slice of like what life could be like if I did if I had moved there. Or maybe would move there later,、um, and I think I was just like, well, I think I am really happy that I spent my like undergrad in、um, Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, and I think I do really enjoy Mont- Montreal and how like affordable it is to、um, not only to live but also to just like enjoy yourself in a lot of ways.、Um, because I feel like, especially with my friend, like she. Had just like a restaurant bar job, and she's also an、uh, an actress, like trying to get into bigger projects and stuff.、Um, and so like she, like literally, I was just like, oh yeah, let's go for dinner or something, and or like for drinks. And like she literally just had to like hold her breath at the thought of that,、um, and it, even just like one takeout meal like that. So it's just, yeah. I mean, obviously. Cost of living is rising everywhere, and Montreal is also yeah, no having a housing crisis. And but the housing crisis here is not even like comparable <laughs> to the London housing crisis. I feel like,、um, and yeah, so it was interesting. I did have a fun time for the most part, though, and I definitely feel like I because of the panic of the last few days of like、um, having Chidi missing and things like that, like. Because we were supposed to go to more like kind of like queer spaces and like go out out like to a bar or like a club like the last few days, but then obviously all of that got canceled because I came back early.、Um, so I do think like if I had stayed longer or like if I went another time, I would probably get more of a I don't know like.、Um, Just like a better feel, feel yeah, better feel of、um, London. Like I'm sure I didn't、um, get not the most out of it, but just like you know, like the、um, the local look of it. You know, like I feel like I did mostly go to touristy places this time around, or I kind of just went to local cafes and like restaurants and pubs and stuff. So、um, yeah, so maybe I shouldn't. Dis London too much, but also I feel like I was just like, you know, it's this is all right. Like that was just kind of how I felt, right?、Um, or like this is all right, but also maybe not all right considering the amount of money that it takes to even to spend here, those few,、yeah. uh, few days. Yeah. So yeah.、Um, Gosh, it's expensive. Shit is expensive.、Um, yeah. So true.、Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs>、um, do you have anything else to say? Anything else? I don't know. I think it just really did. I think it really did show me how like affordable housing really would just like solve so many problems in people's lives. Because I think、yeah. like there were so many like obviously I don't want to like share my friend's personal life on here, but I feel like there were so many of her like issues in her life where I was like, if you just had affordable housing, this would not 
be this difficult. So, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, this would... Even, like, her, like, you know, just, like, relationships and personal life issues, like, things that you wouldn't really think are, like, linked to housing. Like, I was just like... But also, if you didn't have to worry about making rent every month, I feel like there would be a way to... Like have your issues solved better mm. <laughs> or easier. Definitely. Yeah. Or you would even think about the option of like solving them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like have have a breather. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so very grateful to be in Montreal. Yeah, um, I actually love mm-hmm. Montreal so mm-hmm. much. It's such a good city. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm departing it. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i officially booked my oh you did tickets. you didn't tell me that yeah when is it or do, you don't have to share it on the pod specifically but like when <laughs> well these are my airplane booking numbers and <laughs> this is also my visa and <laughs> um or like, where, or like where is the where is the first destination? Yeah, also. um, the first destination is New York City, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go visit my friends. Nice. And yeah, I, we're gonna have really nice times. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'm going to London as well. <gasps> so I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go from New York and then to London, and then everything. Um, else is kind of to be determined. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some things that I hope are going to come through for yeah. travel plans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I feel like I was kind of nervous about solo traveling and because yeah. I've solo traveled like a bunch before, but not really like for this amount of time or also yeah. just like, like, really being alone like in a real way you know mm. so yeah it's just, it's gonna be an experience um i'm hoping to be gone to like december ish mm. um because i was i don't know before i was like really like i need to be gone till at least january mm. but i don't know and now i'm kind of just like i feel like if i'm like ready to come back to canada like i can do that like it's not that big of a deal yeah um but yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. But um, also, maybe you can find a nice little warm place to be in for the winter and not have to come back. Um, yeah, to Toronto or Montreal or something. no, I'm definitely gonna be gone for the winter again. Mm. But I might d- do a quick yeah, quick stop, quick stop home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I very much feel because remember how my intentions for 2022 or like we we're talking about our eras, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like mine was like a coming of age. Oh yeah, um, 20s coming of age movie, and I really feel like that's been like super manifested. <laughs> I don't know, like I just feel like all these like little like situations I'm in and like flings and like mm. I don't know, even just like this this um summer and then like traveling and stuff Mm. like it just all like feels very much like i'm in that film but Mm -hmm. and and i feel like everything has been made super light because of it um i was saying on my like instagram story um how i feel like lifestyle um like vloggers and Mm. stuff like the like aesthetic ones or whatever Mm. are really like masters of narrativizing their lives and I don't know I've just been thinking so much about how we just like love telling stories about our lives oh yeah and it's just like it's so fun you know Mm. and I think that like um I feel like what I've learned so much from like lifestyle bloggers or whatever is is a well a the beauty and like the kind of like joy of like telling stories about your lives so telling stories about your life but also kind of um i don't know like having enough like i guess like distance towards things like being able to like see it outside of yourself sort of because i feel like especially when these like lifestyle vloggers like 
tell these different things because you'll always see like even like the like more like intimate ones mm-hmm. like um what's her fucking name you know like 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 a field uh, notes uh, oh, like Le- 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 oh, field oh, notes. oh okay okay um <laughs> Like, the one, like, where she's, like, super intimate to the yeah, point where, like, yeah. her, like, breakup and, like, whatever was, like, very much, like, documented yeah. and, like, her ex and yeah. stuff was, like, very much a part of, like, her vlogs and, like, yeah. whatever. Um, but it's just really interesting to me because I feel like, um, I don't know, like, these different, like, breakups and, like, arcs and stuff like that, I feel like the way that they kind of, like, tell these stories... They, like, are, like, crafting these narratives about themselves, but in order to be able to craft that narrative, you kind of have to step outside yourself to see a narrative, like, at play in your life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that ability to kind of, like, have that distance from yourself and just see it simply as, like, a narrative that's playing out has so much, like, ability to make things less, like, dense, you know? And it, like, takes you out from, like, the intensity of the situation, I feel like. And, like, even just, like, watching her, like, kind of, like, I guess, like, process this breakup and stuff like that, and she was kind of, like, you know, like, moving through stages of grief and, like, mm. like showing that, and, like, it was just, like, it was just, like, interesting to, like, I don't know, like, I felt like breakups are just, our heartbreak is just, like, this, like, immense, intense, like, all-consuming thing, but I feel like when you see yourself as, like, um, this, like, character going through this journey, you know, mm. and, like, having these, like, almost, like, cliche moments of, like, eating ice cream on your couch or just, like, <laughs> things that feel very, like, typical to story, like, narratives yeah. of what you've seen about breakups online. Mm. It just gives you this ability to zoom out of yourself, you know, yeah. and, like, for it to not, for you not feel so all-consumed by these, like, emotions and these feelings, you know, that, like, this is just, like, a point in time and, like, you know, of this, like, you know, coming-of-age film, and, like, obviously, like, the person gets over the breakup. (laughs) That's just, like, how the story goes. I don't Mm. know. But, I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah. I love telling stories about Mm. my life. Mm. I'm wondering if, like, I don't know, sometimes I'm, like, is, like, constantly telling stories and like trying to like or like I guess like I guess specifically in terms of vlogging I guess like I'm like it does that would that ever make them like not be able to feel something like intensely or like go into it you know no I mean I always wonder that because Mm. it is a lot you know like to always because I mean they're like experiencing it that's why I mean like they're masters of it because Mm. I feel like they're experiencing it on the highest level yeah. where I feel like, you know, we're all, we all have the witnesser like within yeah, us that yeah. like see, can see, can see our lives from outside of ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. but they're experiencing it obviously on this like intensely grand scale where yeah. they're literally creating like <laughs> documentation yeah. stories, you know, and also like seeing themselves from this like way zoomed out lens, you know, mm-hmm. and their life from this zoomed out lens. So I don't know, like, yeah. I, I don't know, because I feel like, I feel like what I get the feeling is that, like, their automatic instinct is to turn everything to a, into a story immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm sure that, like, whenever anything happens mm-hmm. to them, they're immediately thinking yeah. about how they can, like, narrativize this for oh, their fans, yeah, or, like, how this would look aesthetically, or how mm-hmm. does this fit in the, the grand scheme or, of like, their life. Or, like, how they even, like, I guess, like, piece together different visual clips, like, to, like, yeah. show that without actually showing yeah. that, because obviously they can't film, like, certain things and stuff. Like, I always just, I don't know, it's interesting, because I feel like, because I don't know, like, I, I remember someone, I guess, I think it was also actually a vlogger, which is funny, but, like, uh, someone uh, on YouTube was like, oh, I really love solo traveling because... I feel like when I'm traveling with someone, I constantly have to almost like review things that we're seeing like all the time. Like they'll like I don't know <coughs> they'll like stand in front of like a bell tower or something, and then uh, you have to be like, "This is really nice." Like, "Oh my god, the tower is so beautiful," or right, like, right. "Blah blah blah." Um, and uh, right. but then sometimes it's like that like feeling 
that like obligation to make a comment on everything i guess yeah make a comment on everything and like or like decide what how you feel about something like and define it like immediately at the moment like makes you almost like define it wrong i guess or like define it and like just kind of be like i guess this is nice like even if like you're actually like no no this is like not like maybe this isn't actually very nice like maybe it's just like uh, like meh or like maybe it's like um actually it's negative or or maybe it is nice but in but like in a different way with like a different word but you like can't get to that point because you're just like immediately defining things um Mm. but then i'm also like it's interesting because i feel like i guess like and maybe people have always done this um, with just like yeah, narrativizing their lives. But I I do sometimes wonder about how like I guess our generation or whatever like is always like thinking about things like how they would I don't know like tell people on TikTok or like over a yeah, FaceTime 100%. to a friend like all the time, you know? Because I feel like I catch myself do that a lot. Like I feel like I catch myself like even when I was in London when I wasn't like FaceTiming anyone for the first like five days or something like as like I would just be like sitting somewhere and like completely alone even without my friend and I I was like, just drinking coffee or something and then I would be like oh my, uh, oh like this coffee tastes like blah 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 but like as if I'm like saying it to a friend right you right, know <laughs> like, right, right. So um, like in my head or or like I was almost like imagining like um like an imaginary FaceTime call like with someone in my mm-hmm. head just being like oh yeah it's been nice but also like <laughs> Dude, I always do that yeah then. just like oh yeah London's been nice but also like blah 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 and like there's these things and like but then I was just like why am I constantly commenting on things like immediately you know or like trying to like define I think also the big thing is like how, why am I trying to define in, an emotion that I'm feeling like constantly I don't know. I see but, both yeah. sides. Where I, I think no, I definitely that, see both sides. Where too. I think that, like, I mean, that's just literally <laughs> life. It's like leaving room for the mystery yeah. while also mm-hmm. wanting, having the human urge to tell stories about what is what's going on. You know. Yeah. Um. I don't know, and I feel like I always feel happiest like when I feel like I'm able to strike that 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 point in between. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there does become a point too where, especially I remember in my last breakup where I was like trying to, I was like trying to figure out what the definable truth was of the oh, breakup, yeah, you know? Yeah, like I was yeah. like, what is the truth of what <laughs> yeah, happened? Yeah, or like, what is the dynamic of like, exactly, like, who exactly, who like this dynamic, who was, yeah, yeah, like, like not even yeah. like who was right, but like how did this happen and what led to this and what traumas like I was just like really obsessed with like what the story was between us and then Mm -hmm. I feel like it had to like get to a point where I was like I actually can never know you know and like there's some there's some there's maybe a hundred percent there's not one truth of what happened Mm -hmm. you know and like I also might never know fully what happened quote unquote you know so it's just like I feel like there's times when things just have to be undefined (laughs) and that can be so annoying sometimes no yeah literally because i I feel like there is something very satisfying about a story you know like yeah that like you can be like oh this thing happened this is how i'm gonna like package it and like express it to the world but i feel Mm -hmm. like there is kind of like so much room for like what you were saying of that like how to stay in that like in between stage like before something is like neatly packaged yeah you know to like be like processed and expressed like out mm-hmm. to the world because i feel like even especially i guess like continuing on like vloggers like i feel like sometimes i'll like see um like a clip in the vlog where they just like filmed themselves like cutting fruit or something like that yeah and then it'll be like captioned with like um uh with like oh i've been uh, trying to yeah. be very intentional yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, like, <laughs> eating fruit and like or like i think like taking yeah, care of myself yeah. in this way like by like taking more like vitamin c or something i don't know like it's like very nice and then sometimes i'm like what if you're just cutting fruit <laughs> what if you're just like eating fruit because you just want one like like and then but then sometimes i'm like but also like obviously sometimes you are intentional about your eating and then you like like talking about it or like say that to yourself being like i'm gonna start like intentionally eating it's so interesting (laughs) because i feel like they really must like have an inner dialogue 
constantly in oh, their head. Yeah. Like, constantly, yeah. nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like would be kind of exhausting to constantly have to see yeah. your life in that lens. Yeah. Because I feel like what's so nice is that, like, storytelling can also be, like, a choice. Like, you can choose when, yeah. or, when or when not to. But mm-hmm. to have no choice but yeah. to tell a story about what's going yeah. on. Oh, God. That'd be, like, a yeah. lot. And I think, like, I guess that is, like, where there's, like, no work-life balance in, like things like oh yeah or it's like like the whole thing where someone was like oh i don't work a nine to five so now i work 24 7 (laughs) (laughs) because it's i don't know like even recently i was like i read like webtoons sometimes which are basically like korean like online cartoons basically um and you can like scroll them like comic basically yeah comics not cartoons um but um like there was there's this one like uh comic writer i design i don't know how what they're called actually i forgot people who like draw card comics. comics they're called comics they're called comics they're co- i did not know this wait <laughs> no but no comics Comic. are co- comics comic writer Com- c- comedian <laughs> no but that's a comedian <laughs> yeah i know comic writer just like okay, yeah writer. comic writer anyways um but um this specific comic series like she draws like her life basically like little snippets of like funny things that happen in her life like mm-hmm. and it's just like a weekly like comic that she just draws about it um mm. and then um and she like did this one episode where like her and her re- uh, really like old friends from like high school decided to like do a photo shoot together to like commemorate their like like mm. it was like their like uh it's, it had been like 10 years since they've like become friends or something like that and so they uh so they decided to go to do a photo shoot like in an actual like studio or something um and then um there was like one cut where uh they were just like all trying to do like really um they were initially trying to take a, like a good photo of all of them like a nice group photo but then they all started just like joking around so much that they just uh, uh, took all these group photos where everyone just like looks ugly or ridiculous or something like that and they were just like yeah like joking around and then like the caption and that um in that comic was like uh, everyone like the school teacher the uh, the uh, friend who had already gotten like uh, had a kid and like was a mom and like um this person who works in a company blah blah, blah like all of them just like relaxed and became like high school kids again or something like that mm-hmm. in in the moment and then the next cut was like uh, except for me who is the comic writer and thinking about whether how i'm gonna write or draw this into my car- comic next week or something like that and i was like that's so interesting interesting yeah like yeah when you your really life are, is your fodder yeah it is yeah you're I just like yeah. always being like always. how can i make this more funny or exaggerated or like um or like s- tell the story in like a cohesive way yeah yeah which yeah i've been not thinking cohesive. i've been thinking a lot about that like mm-hmm. with substack because mm-hmm. i've been also posting like we or yeah like i've been writing like weekly and it is like yeah, it is a lot of, like, okay, how am I telling the story about this week or, like, what happened and stuff, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's different from journaling, too, because I feel yeah. like with journaling, you don't, like, you kind of have an audience. You have, like, an imaginary audience. Maybe for some people, it, they don't, but um, a lot of times you do. But also, you, you don't have as much pressure about, like, I don't know, like, uh presenting an information in a way that is like understandable and cohesive and makes yeah. sense and like also satisfying to read and like things like that totally yeah. mm-hmm. weird 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 mm-hmm. um i wanted to talk a little bit about um the book fair mm-hmm. my discussion group mm-hmm. um sorry <laughs> i have a discussion group um you can find us at at end of the world dot research um, on Instagram, and yeah, it's been like a really cool project. Honestly, I feel like I've been really enjoying. Cause I mean, you know me, I'm always talking about the end of the world. I feel <laughs> like it's my shtick, but mm-hmm. like. I feel like to have, like, a group of people to connect with and talk about it with, especially, mm-hmm. like, because I feel like everyone is coming from a lot of different angles um, mm. with this, you know, with, like, talking about apocalypse and endings and stuff like that. So it has been really interesting. Um, 
And yeah, at the presentation, we like made, we basically like kind of sat ourselves in this like circle and we all talked kind of, I mean, the main people who are in the research group talked about um, where we were coming to to the book group with or the discussion group with um, that around like our central question, which was um, what's left of the self at the end of the world. Mm. And, um, yeah, we, like, made, like, a little altar in the middle, um, and then we sort of did this thing where, like, anyone who was talking in the audience or, like, us, because we were kind of, like, dispersed within the audience, I guess, we kind of were, like, had to, like, throw them this yarn, and then you'd have to, like, wrap the yarn around your chair. So it created this, like, really cool web um, Mm -hmm. towards the end around the circle. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I've been through, and through this, like, research group, I feel like I've really kind of, um, I guess, not centralized, but, like, really kind of more became attuned to, like, what I was theorizing about, like, personally, you know, about end-of-the-world stuff, um, and I feel like I, like, was the last person to talk, um, during the presentation, and my focus was specifically on portals, and basically, I feel like what I've been kind of theorizing a lot about is that Um, I mean, I've always been interested in portals. I feel like I talk about it a lot, obviously. Mm. But, um, but, yeah, I've been kind of thinking a lot about how the end of the world is already a portal. Like, it's inherently a portal in itself, you know? Mm -hmm. In the ways that endings are inherently portals, you know? Mm. And... Because I was thinking before, because we were talking about um, the pandemic as a portal, and that kind of, like, opened up a lot of things for me. Um, And in that, like, podcast specifically, I was kind of being like, we have to open this portal and, like, enter into it, blah, blah, blah. But then it kind of clicked for me where I was kind of just like, no, there's no, we don't need to open the portal. The end in itself is already a portal, you know? In the same way that, like there's this, like, process of, like, this in-between stage of transformation that is apocalypse that exists somewhere between ending and beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. It's this this very, like, messy stage where it, when it feels like there are infinite possibilities but also decay and crumbling and decomposition, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I was, like, pulling on from a lot of, like, Donna Haraway's work to um, specifically staying with the trouble um, and she talks a lot about kind of, like um, compost a lot and I was really thinking about this idea of compost um, and how like it's such a good way to talk about the end of the world because it's like it reflects this sense of decay, decomposition, and then what kind of emerges from decay and decomposition, Mm -hmm. but also it kind of, like, erodes the the boundaries of self and other, it erodes the boundaries of human, you know, because she has a lot of these theories about how, you know, we're all, we're all compost also at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, you know. Um, it kind of erodes a sense of human exceptionalism, too. Mm. We're all kind of returning to the same place, you know? Yeah. And so I was thinking so much about how, for to me, like, a portal really is anything that connects here and elsewhere, you know, or connects two different spaces of being. And on top of that, the portal itself is a liminal space so it's literally a space in between spaces Mm -hmm. and within a portal there is the void and by the void I mean that there are the infinite possibilities so like the infinite timelines but also the nothingness you know and to enter into a portal there needs to be the sense of decomposition decay um, and breaking down so to enter a void space of nothingness and then also 
you know, infinite possibility. And what I was realizing too is like, oh, it's not so much about we need to generate the portal or like, like whatever, the portal already exists. We just need to know how to aim it. And I think that the main goal is aiming more than it is in the creation process of the portal, you know? Mm. And what I was really thinking about so much was how like the portal that is kind of the end is really the space where we are forced to take stock of all the timelines, you know, of all, because I don't also want this to feel like, um, that when we enter this portal, we're like abandoning, you know, the past and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, or that we're like, um, completely like entering this kind of like ground zero of like, I don't know, a new world or whatever that means. I think it's more complicated than that in the sense that there's no way that we could ever like start from ground zero or start Mm -hmm. anew. We're constantly going to be dealing with all of the messiness of living and dying on this world up until this point. But I think that what the portal really offers is a space where anything literally is possible, that infinite timelines are present. And so we can take stock of everything Mm -hmm. and we can process like all of like what could have been, but never was. We can process all the timelines that were disrupted violently and corroded by capitalism and colonization. We can also like attend to all of the utopian possibilities that these like revolutions imagined but never got to fulfill never got to be fulfilled or were foreclosed or whatever and i don't know i think that in that kind of like process of like really attuning ourselves to okay what are all these infinite possibilities what are all these timelines that were lost what does this loss look like what does it feel like um and what could have been if this loss was it didn't happen and all these different things that in that process like i feel like we can really focus where we're aiming you know in like negotiating the infinite timelines i think we can we can that's where we will we can aim you know so that's what i've been thinking about a lot um lately (laughs) and yeah this is kind of just like emerging right now like as an idea and i haven't really written anything concrete around it um the aiming or is it the portals and the aiming yeah Mm. um i haven't really written anything concrete around it but hashtag big things coming (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i'm hoping to do some more some more writing specifically on like what I feel like on the particularities of what I feel like this looks like but I think that was like something that was really special about um the presentation it really helped me to develop kind of like my ideas and be able to speak on it um but yeah do you have any thoughts I think I'm I don't think I have any thoughts on um, what you just said. I think I'm just like, I really want to see, um, I guess, the specificities of it or like the details because I, I know what you mean, and I, but I think I want to see, I guess, like examples almost. I don't know. Yeah. What do you or mean not, by examples? Um, not examples, but um, I guess, yeah, like how... I guess, like, what is the aim or, like, how do we aim it? And um, Yeah, so I can uh, actually go into that. So I think basically, and a lot of this also came from, like, timeline shifting and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, where, because I was actually, like, having this discussion with one of our friends at the presentation where they were kind of, like, they were, like, talking about, like, what I just said and, like, my idea. And he was kind of like, yeah, like, I feel like that's why it really matters right now what we're doing. And in response to that, I was like, yeah, I think it does matter what we're doing right now, like in this like kind of portal space. Mm. But I do think it matters even more who we're being. And I think that that's why like the question of the discussion group is what's left of the self at the end of the world or because mm. what I see kind of like as a part of the end is also like 
a radical shift in in being, you know? Um, And what I mean by that is, like, with timeline shifting specifically, I mean, the main kind of, like, theories about it, right, are that, like, you um, need to embody the the version of yourself that is in the timeline that you Mm want to be in. And I think what I mean by aiming specifically to at the end is it is it does matter what we're doing but i think it matters so much more that we're embodying the version of ourselves that is in the timeline that we want to be in you know um and i think there's a lot of complexity in that because i think that also like we all have different ideas about yeah the world that we want to be in and stuff and i think that also different yeah different versions of who we want to be but I also think I want to leave room for that because um I don't think that there needs to be like a world singular a new Mm -hmm. world singular you know and I think that we're all human and non-human alike have the capacity for world building you know um down to like bacteria and ants and stuff like that and so and mushrooms and so I'm like, I feel like it's not so much that I'm like, I want one cohesive world that we're all aiming towards. Okay. Um, but that here, like, there, I think that there's, like, this balance between, like, there obviously needs to be a type of, like, collective, a collective movement. But I also think that there can be many collectives, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that I, I hope that there are many world-building possibilities mm-hmm. and many worlds, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of what I mean a bit more by aiming. Um, yeah, and aiming is just intention, you know? And I think that yeah. that's why we did kind of, like, the altar space, too. It's just, like, how are we creating a lot of intention mm-hmm. around what's happening right now? And how are we paying, like, close attention to to what's going on inside the messiness of, of the portal? Mm-hmm. Um and there's some part of ourselves that needs to change and shift when we enter and also will change and shift when we leave. So, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Earl Grey? What do you think, Earl Grey? What, what self do you want to be in? The new the, world. In the new world. Still a bitch. <laughs> still a, she's like, still a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine Rogue just like holding like some kind of like long blade and being like take no prisoners. <laughs> Literally, oh my god, Rogue would be such a good revolutionary. But also, would she actually lead it? That's the thing. <laughs> Well, no, she'd be the renegade that yeah. would just be, like, cutting bitches left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah, And then, yeah. like, someone would have to, like, keep her yeah. <laughs> under wraps. Yeah. She went out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think we're reaching the end. Mm-hmm. The end. Oh, yeah. I I had another, like, I had a much more, like, silly thought that I was, like, journaling about today. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, I was, like, I was just, like, thinking today about um i don't know i think i guess i'll just like say what i wrote down but i think i um let me remember uh today i was just i just had this kind of like unhinged thought about um which i have a lot of like theories on crushing and crushes specifically i do um and (laughs) today i was just like i think i was having one of those moments where i was like having an ick moment of what um like from someone who i used to have a crush on and i was just like was it it because of the what was it because of i was just like no i was literally just like remembering like like it just like a memory just like popped into my head or something i thought it was because of a particular instagram story we'll talk about it later okay okay (laughs) okay i don't think i know what this is um um 
yeah but anyways um and then i was just like but then and then, and then i think i had like uh and then i think i had another memory pop up where it was like um like a memory of like when i did have a crush on them and like how i was like excited about something or or like i don't know just like had a nice interaction with them or something like that and like how much i like put meaning into that interaction mm-hmm. and things like that and then i was just like i was literally or no, like, so uninch but i was just like like i just feel like how dare someone and by someone i mean the per- person who was the crush like someone just like ruin my crush on them right <laughs> and then uh, because i'm just like then it's like i just feel like they're like dishonoring my my, my like six months of time and memory where i like um just like had so much fun having that crush but then they just ruined it by like oftentimes it's just by them being themselves and then like it, it themselves turning out to be an ick for me yeah, but not uh, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. just like um yeah and then and then i also this was the more more like uninterested thought but i was also writing down like i just feel like i set up so many narratives uh, for them like and scenarios in, in my head and they really could have just acted on one of the scenarios i laid out for them and that would have been enough <laughs> i was literally just i was literally just like i was we were all rooting for you like it's like why we were all rooting for, <laughs> we you. Were all rooting for <laughs> you by we i mean my brain <laughs> And my many selves. And my many selves creating many scenarios and many like lives and narratives around this crush. And it's just like if you had just acted like even one of those scenarios, it would have just been so much beautiful. And now it's just like Yeah, because I think it's just like having that one on person on a person like just makes all of the time that you spent i guess like fantasizing about them or like just like having a positive image of them i guess um all like very tainted you know like it just really taints the whole memory kind of being like i guess that you were naive or maybe it doesn't have to go that far but just like kind of like oh like you didn't correctly see them basically And yeah, and I was just like journaling that. I was just like, how dare they like ruin that memory uh, for me? And it's it's like literally like I think I care more about those memories more than the like actual like mm. um, potential of a connection. I'm just mm. like yeah. But then I also then um, the last line I wrote down was also like, but also it's fine because at the end of the day i had the most fun in that pretend relationship in my head uh, just like fantasizing and like creating scenarios and narratives in my head because i think that's like why i love crushes because it's just like it is really fun it just like entertains you a lot that's like it really doesn't have to be further than that and often it is but like I feel like there's so many times where you're, I'm just like I'm just so bored. Like I just want a crush to be like entertained. Yeah, <laughs> crushes are entertaining for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's so funny. Yeah, that's a good note to end on. Mm. Um, journal prompt: <laughs> Write a letter to your crush and tell them. Why you like them, and also if you're annoyed at them, tell them mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's been bringing you joy vibes? Um, what has been bringing me joy? Um, I think just like um, leaning into the chaos of things. Um, maybe not necessarily like i don't think i have any specific examples of this in my life but it's just like even just like noticing that in my friends and just like kind of all having an acceptance moment <laughs> of just like yes a little chaos is fine you know yeah mm-hmm. 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 yeah mm-hmm. um what's been bringing you joy um wall tennis duh <laughs> I'm such a I'm in my wall tennis era for real. Mm. I'm having so much fun. Mm. It's just like such a good time and it's such a good form of exercise that doesn't feel like sucky. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, that's been really fun. Yeah. And I'm back, bitches, because I was sick, and so <laughs> I had to take a long break from wall tennis. <laughs> but I had my first wall tennis session today. It was amazing. Nice. Me and the ether got down with it. <laughs> We're hitting balls back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you lose any balls or no? I lost one. I'm on my last ball. If you only lost one, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be okay if I didn't have two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I canonically keep losing balls. Yeah. We remember even like wasn't there one time where you like bought ten like the first time where it was like you bought ten and you lost all ten or something like that? Okay, or? it was three. Oh, <laughs> I said oh, three okay, and then maybe. lost all three. Oh, three and then three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to mm-hmm. Before We Have Pod. Remember that your oracle card was surrender. <laughs> so contemplate on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean for you? And in what aspect of your life can you surrender? Yeah. Or do, do you need to surrender? Yeah. yeah. Or does it take you kind of entering into the discomfort to mm-hmm. find some, I don't know, more space within it or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um yeah we love you and we'll we'll see you next time kisses bye